Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. When you give people the truth, there are going to be all different kinds of responses. People will receive it. Some will reject it. Some say yes, some say no. Some believe, some will not believe. Uh, but the reality is our, our responsibility is just to give the truth. Their response is not my responsibility. My responsibility is to give them the truth and then let God work in their hearts. In Acts chapter number 17, where we're studying, there actually are three different treatments of truth. There are three different towns here, and God's working in all of them. They're all different. They're all unique. Paul is on his missionary journey. We've already studied this uh, interesting encounter he has in a place called Thessalonica. Then we've come today in our study to a place called Berea, and very shortly we will come to Athens, which takes up the bulk of Acts chapter number 17, and all of them are different. For example, uh, in Thessalonica, I call them the Thessalonican thieves. There were a lot of hateful people there. They didn't want the truth. They didn't want others to have it. Uh, But thank God, a model church was still started there because some believed. Then, if you go to the end of the chapter and look at Athens, I call them the Athenian academia because they were educated people, professing themselves to be wise. They had become fools. They were intellectual but ignorant. They had questions but no answers, information but no truth. In many ways, I think a a mirror of our world. And so what does Paul do there? Same thing he did in Thessalonica. Same thing he's getting ready to do in Berea. He just gave them the truth, gave them the gospel. It's the same message in every place. It may be uh, a different entry point in each place based on their level of understanding or interest, but it's the same message. It is the glorious gospel message of Jesus Christ. And sandwiched between Thessalonica and Athens, there are just a handful of verses here about a place called Berea. Listen to the account beginning in Acts 17 verse 10. The Bible says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea. Remember, that's the brethren in Thessalonica. Who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore, many of them believed. Remember, in Thessalonica it said some believed. Here many believed also of honorable women which were Greeks, and of men not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to the sea, but Silas and Timotheus abode there still. And they that conducted Paul brought him unto Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus for to come to him with all speed, they departed. So just just a little blip on the map, if you will, just a little snapshot of his brief time in Berea, and yet this beautiful picture of a group of believers who were hungry for the Word of God, who were willing to be taught, ready to receive it, and uh, just prepared to obey it. 
If you've got in the opening part of the chapter, the Thessalonican thieves, and the end of the chapter, the, chapter, the Athenian academia, you have here the Berean believers. <laughs> Let me tell you, I want to be like these Berean believers. They were noble people. What made them noble? Uh, not that they were something, but that they were open to who God was, that they were willing uh, to search the scriptures, to let God speak, and to respond to it. And that's why, frankly, God did such a mighty work there. Anywhere people will be open to the word, they will see God at work. Uh, would you be a Berean believer? What does that look like? Well, let me give you three principles. First of all, there was in Berea a readiness to receive. They were ready. They were wide open to God. Now, the Bible says that they received the word with all readiness of mind. They were ready. They, they were awake. They were spiritually alert and attentive. Their mind revealed their heart. They were hungry after God. Remember what Jesus said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You don't have to know everything. In fact, you may not know much about the Bible, much about Christ, much about spiritual things. But if you have a mind that's ready to receive, God will speak to your heart. God will teach you. In fact, did you know that the word noble here, this is an interesting thing. The Bible says they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. The word noble literally means open-minded. There's an open-mindedness today that rejects truth. Isn't that interesting? It's not really open-mindedness. It's narrow and prejudiced, uh, but it goes under the guise of open-mindedness. But let me tell you what true open-mindedness is. Open-mindedness is saying we are willing to search the Scriptures and let God speak to us. In other words, it's to be teachable. Are you teachable? I found that one of the secrets uh, to people who are always growing is that they are always students. Even the teachers, they continue to be students because they want to stay open to God and they want to be ready to receive. And then, not only is there a readiness to receive, but there was a searching of the Scriptures. The Bible says they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily, whether those things were so. This is very important. They listened to the preacher, but they leaned on the word. They searched the word for themselves. This is one of the things that's sorely lacking in so many churches where people expect one man to give them all the word they need. Friend, if you only ate once a week, you'd be a very weak, frail person. And if the only feeding on the word you get is from a minister in a church house, you're never going to be what you ought to be. Oh, yes, you need the preacher, but you need the word every day for yourself because your soul needs fed daily. So search the scripture for yourself. Remember, this was Jesus' method. John chapter 5, verse number 39, he said, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. If you want to know Jesus, you must search the Scriptures. And notice uh, this word Scriptures. They weren't just reading books. They weren't just having discussions about what everybody around the circle thought. No, what, what does God say in his word? The Scriptures. And notice when they searched, they searched daily, not just in the public meetings, but in private and notice why they searched. They searched whether those things were so. You know, in a world of things that are not so, we need to know what is so. In a world of questions and uh, concern about who we can even trust, people need to know the certainty of the Word of God and have their confidence in Him. A friend, you don't have to be afraid of the truth. Uh, there, this is a holy investigation into the Word of God. 
Berean believers are marked by a readiness to receive, a searching of the Scriptures, and then thirdly, a personalizing of the preaching. Because when you look at verse number 12, you have in verse 12 men and women of varied backgrounds, all different kinds of people, and yet each of them individually had made this their own. They were believing the Word of God, and they were obeying the Word of God. Uh, These were people that were totally engaged with the Word and with what God said. Friends, you can't answer for everyone, but you have to answer for yourself. Uh, you, You can't make others, you can't coerce another man's conscience, but you of your own volition can believe on the Lord. Remember, back in Thessalonica, some believed, but in Berea, many believed. I don't know about you, I'd like to be a part of the many today. I'd like to be a Berean believer. So by the grace of God, I want to challenge you. Be ready to receive, search the Scriptures, and personalize the preaching of the Word. Get into the Word of God today, friend. Let the Word of God get into you. In fact, let this little brief study we've had just be a a diving board, if you will, a jumping-off place for you to get into the Word of God for yourself. When you do, you will find that God begins to teach you so many wonderful things. Be a Berean believer today. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey But we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.